The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So this is the last of these evening classes I'll be teaching for quite a while since I'm starting my sabbatical. I'm teaching a retreat for the next two weeks, so I don't start my sabbatical till after that retreat. But in terms of this class, this is the last class I'll be teaching for a while. And there is, um, I think I said this last week, but there are some substitutes that I've found to take over, two people who will be largely taking the class for the next year. Um, So I hope you come and check it out. is a little poignant for me thinking about this uh, departure. I'm not going anywhere. I say sometimes going on sabbatical, but it's really more taking sabbatical. It's uh, putting down things, putting down some responsibilities and making my life more simple. Um, See what emerges. See what emerges in that simplicity. And yet there's a kind of a poignancy of of saying goodbye to um, people that I've been seeing for weeks and weeks and weeks, for many years, some of you. So there's there's a little poignancy there. But it occurred to me, I was thinking about what, what should I say here tonight? It's a, um, feels, it feels a little bit uh, like a, a, it's such a transition moment for me. And what really occurred to me, and uh, I didn't make this connection until just a minute ago when I said I'm making things more simple for myself. What occurred to me to talk about is really just the, sim- the simpleness of practice. It's fundamental simplicity. The practice itself, that is, the the way that um, we've been exploring it in this class in particular with the the practice itself being so simple. It's really just, you know, relax, notice that you're aware and what's obvious, just what's already here. Not trying to create anything or focus on anything. It's a relaxing and settling back and noticing what's here. So it's really simple. Simple is not easy, though, um, because our minds have so much habit of complication. Our minds complicate things by having agendas, plans, ideas, emotions about things thinking things should be a certain way or not another way. And all of those uh, attitudes often get in the way of that simple seeing because we're not simply noticing that those attitudes are something else that can be simply seen. We're seeing experience through these agendas through these ideas, through these beliefs and views. We're seeing, we're seeing, we think, you know, I should be seeing a certain thing, the experience should be a certain way, or why, why is it feel like this? As opposed to just recognizing it does feel like this. 
And so the other piece of this simple practice is to check in every now and then, you know, what is this relationship? How am I relating? Because so often the things that complicate our practice are kind of behind the scenes. They're below the level of our conscious awareness. We're looking through them. We're acting from them, with them, rather than noticing that they are activities of mind that are happening. So a belief, for instance, that um, the mind should not be thinking while meditating, something like that. That idea that, that can come up. You know, if if thoughts are arising and we have that idea in our mind, we may be trying to figure out how can I get rid of these thoughts as opposed to just simply noticing, well, there's thinking happening. We can notice that thinking is happening. And, And noticing, too, the belief, I think thinking shouldn't be happening. It's simple. It's so simple. And yet it is so hard. This simple awareness is, it's hard because of all of that, those complications that are behind the scenes, because we don't know that those complications are complications. And so this is partly why that exploration of checking the attitude, checking the relationship is so useful from time to time to kind of check in. What is the view here? What's being believed? What kind of agendas in the mind? Do I want something to happen? Do I want something to stop happening? What's going on in the background? And then when we notice that, oh, I want this thing to be happening. We don't have to stop that belief or idea or agenda. We simply have to, the simple, the simple, the simpleness of it is that we just simply have to notice, oh, wanting something to be a certain way is happening. Again, it's so simple. In my own exploration of this kind of checking the attitude, I found there's some useful times to check in you know, useful times to to kind of be curious about um, what might be going on behind the scenes. And one of the most useful times is if it uh, feels like there's a problem in the meditation. It feels like there's something wrong or something that's not going the way we want it to. That sense of struggle, any sense of struggle with the meditation, there's some kind of attitude that's not being seen, that's not being acknowledged. And so if there's a sense of struggle in the meditation, that's a good time to kind of let that be a a, a reminder or a wake-up bell. You know, what is the relationship here? What's the what's the attitude? What what do I, what's going on behind the scenes? You can do that with dropping in a question like what's the attitude or what am I believing right now? Those kinds of questions might help the mind to see what was hidden, what is hidden behind the scenes. But then 
seeing that, maybe we see when there's some kind of a struggle we see, and maybe it's as simple as there's something unpleasant happening and I don't want it to be that way. That may be the struggle. That may be the, the thing that the, the mind is fighting with. It's like this thing, this unpleasant thing is happening and I don't like it. And I'm meditating so I feel like it shouldn't be unpleasant, you know, so there's another kind of agenda behind the scenes perhaps. But if we can simply know or recognize something unpleasant is happening and not liking is happening, we don't have to convert the not liking into something else. We don't have to tell ourselves that we have to like what's happening. We don't have to stop the not liking. Simple practice to just recognize not liking is what's happening right now. In my own practice, when I, I, I began recognizing this attitude or the agenda as an important part of how suffering was created, the, the, the attitudes and agendas um, often are connected with greed, aversion, and delusion. Attitudes and agendas often have that flavor to them. Um, and when I began able, being able to recognize, oh, what's happening is I don't like this. And that's just what's happening. There was such a kind of a, a, a space opened up around the not liking. And it was just, things became so much easier when the mind could just honestly say, this is what's happening. There's this unpleasant thing and not liking is happening. There was some ease, a sense of more space, spaciousness, even a sense of peace, at times even a sense of joy or delight in the seeing of that. And so that simple shift, just to notice, it's so simple. And not easy. I mean, I have to keep saying that because... Our, the habits of our mind run so contrary to this simplicity. And so some of what we see, some of the complications that we see, is the, are these habits of our mind, the way our mind complicates things. That's another, another um, good time to kind of check in what's going on. If it feels like things are really complicated, you know, sometimes when I felt like, wow, it feels so complicated here. It's like, well, complication is what's happening. Just knowing the mind is complicating things. That's all. I don't have to tease apart all the complications. I don't have to know all the layers. Just, oh, the mind is complicating things. Whew, what a relief. That's all I need to know. That's all I need to know about it. It's just the mind complicating things. So as we explore this uh, simplicity of just being aware of what's here and curious about how we are in relationship to it, we are learning about we're learning about how our minds complicate things. We're learning about how our minds have agendas. We're learning about how our minds have all of these different ideas, and also see when the mind can kind of open to oh. It's complicating things right now. And we feel that shift. We feel a sense of 
kind of relief or a release of some kind around the suffering that was connected to that complication. The mind understands in that shift that the uh, the complication, the way in which we're relating to things with this these agendas and wanting things to be a certain way, wanting them not to be a certain way, that that, that itself, those agendas, those ideas, those beliefs, when not seen, that is where the suffering is. That is where the complication is. That is where the struggle is. The struggle doesn't exist in what is happening. It exists in our relationship to it. And so when we can see that relationship and then feel that, oh, that's what's happening, we're learning. We're learning about how that complication is the struggle, is the stress, is the suffering. And then as we continue, more and more we might find ourselves in a place where it's just really simple. The agendas begin to, through this process of getting familiar with the agendas and opening to them, they begin to lose their kind of traction with with us. They begin to lose their kind of sway over the mind as we open to them, just recognize, oh, there's that agenda going on again. They, they loosen, they weaken. And more and more, there's just a simple attitude of curiosity. What's happening right now? An attitude of interest, of connection, of care, of, of uh, patience, of equanimity, of balance of mind, of, of just like, this is what's happening. That too is useful to notice when we do have a sense of balance or ease in the mind to kind of take that in. It's like, oh yeah, this balance, this, the mind at ease, the mind feels at ease right now. What is, what is the quality in the mind? Maybe, it, maybe it's the sense of patience or love or compassion or tranquility or, or interest or joy, delight, balance. Getting familiar with that flavor too. What is that like? That, that supports and encourages that quality, the wholesome quality in the mind. That's also a relationship to the experience. It's not a complicated, complicating relationship. These relationships of patience, of curiosity, of, of um, balance of mind, these are simplifying relationships. These are relationships that simplify our relationship to the experience. Make it easier to just know this is what's happening. This is the experience in this moment. This is the human experience that's arising right now. And then why, why, why know that? Why, why, why be curious about a breath or a sound or 
a body sensation or an emotion? Why, why be curious about that? Why be curious about our human experience? With this kind of interest to explore our human experience, the mind, we don't do this, but the the process seems to happen. It seems to be a natural process, a natural movement of the way our human organism is built, let's say. We could say that it kind of moves in the direction of letting go of the things that make us struggle and suffer and moves more in the direction of ease and peace through the process of starting to see and understand that experience Every single experience is conditioned. It's arising based on conditions. It passes away based on conditions. It's not me doing it. It's a natural process unfolding. We can see this when the mind is simple the mindfulness is simple, when the awareness is simple, we can see that whatever is happening in a moment is simply a happening. It's a conditioned happening based on prior experience, prior choices, prior everything. Everything that has happened from the beginning of time until now is contributing to this moment. And we can understand that conditionality and understand that it's it's not a me making a decision. It's a process of things tumbling on. We can understand that it's not me feeling something or doing something or owning something. It's just a process. And that seeing the conditionality, seeing that things are conditioned, just conditioned. You know, you can see this in a simple way. You might see, you might see uh, while you're sitting, you might see if you've been sitting for a while, there's, you know, pressure that builds up in your bladder. And after that pressure gets to a certain extent, then you want to get up so that you can relieve that pressure. But it's not the me, it's not the you doing it, it's not the me, it's it's the process of the body informing the system, this needs to happen, this this would be useful for the system to continue. It, it doesn't require a me to make the decision to get up. It's almost like that that attribution we could say, in a way, we can say this. I don't think this is exactly, you know, right. But um, in a way, we could say that when we attribute a me to something, you know, when we think, I did that. I made that decision. I decided to get up. It's an after-the-fact attribution to something that's already happened. 
it's it's a you know it's just an idea that we've laid on top of an experience that's already happened and so we see in every single moment we can see this conditionality in every single moment we can also see the impermanent nature of experience the unreliable nature of experience that there's there's nothing nothing to hold on to nothing worth holding on to because it's it's already disappearing even as it comes into being and so the the understanding of the conditionality understanding of the impermanent and unreliable nature of experience it's that that those understandings that really allow the mind to let go of its habits of clinging of craving of wanting things to be a certain way and we don't have to go very far to see this these truths we don't have to go very far to to see impermanent experience we don't have to go very far to see conditioned experience without exception every single moment that we are experiencing is showing us this if we can see it with this simple mind if we don't complicate the experience by laying over all kinds of ideas and concepts and views and opinions when we come back to that really really simple awareness the dharma will show itself to us in every single moment and so our practice the practice is to explore that simplicity find our way to that simplification to just meet this moment and then trust this it does take trust because there's so much of that sense the mind going you know this can't possibly be you know where enlightenment would be found you know this moment of just like picking up a pen you know why would enlightenment be found there it's it's our minds tell us that but any moment any moment when we meet it with that kind of simplicity the mind can open to that deep deep those deep truths there's a a beautiful uh, enlightenment poem from one of the nuns around the time of the buddha and uh, the, the nun's name was patachara and she practiced a long time she practiced for about 25 years she had a very deeply painful uh, time in her life where she lost in the space of about 24 hours she lost her husband her two children and her parents all in the space of a 24-hour period and she went mad basically and uh, then she met the Buddha and he um, snapped her out of that madness and gave her teachings and she practiced for years it said 25 years 
And at one point she was kind of reflecting on that. I've been practicing for so long. I've been practicing. I haven't been, haven't been vain. I've been doing what the teacher said. I've been working so hard. And why haven't I found this, this freedom? And then the rest of the poem goes on. She says, and I just sat down, concentrated my mind, and, you know, washed my feet. I washed my feet and watched the water flow down the slope. After my feet were clean, then I got up and went into my room, checked the bed, picked up the lamp to turn down the wick, and took the pin to push the wick down to turn out the lamp. And in the moment of putting out the lamp, her mind let go. The freedom her mind released in that moment. In a simple action, turning out a light, the equivalent of turning off a light switch for us. The mind got very simple in that moment. That's my understanding of that. That, that poem, the description of it, when you read it, that, that section of it, it's just so simple. It sounds like nothing. It sounds ordinary. I washed my feet. I watched the water flow down the slope. I got up, I walked into my room, I checked the bed, I pushed down the wick. When the lamp went out, my mind was freed. It's just simple, everyday, ordinary. But the simplicity of mind to be there with it. There's nothing special we have to find. It's already here in this moment's experience if the mind can get simple. Now that's our work. That's the 25 years of work (laughs) to make the mind simple, to let it become simple. It's not easy. But it is doable. It is possible. And, and, you know, in moments we might experience, you know, the kind of benefits at times we might experience a, a little burst of, simplicity, a burst of just really being right there and see, just seeing how a memory leads to a thought, leads to an intention, leads to an idea. And then the mind realizing it's heading to suffering says, I don't think so, and just puts it down, just releases it. We can, we can get little tastes of that simplicity and understand the value of it And when we understand the value of it, then we really, we want to keep going. We want to keep, keep going. And, you know, we we explore the possibility of having a continuity of mindfulness, because this is continuity is where the practice gets more and more simple. But we can't be forcing ourselves to try to be continuous. It has to be much more gentle. It's more of an aspiration or an intention to have that simplicity of awareness and notice when it gets complicated. Whenever you notice that, and you're going to forget. You're going to forget. The mind will get so complicated that it complicates itself out of mindfulness. That happens. 
And at some point, the gift of mindfulness will just re-arise. It will happen. We don't make that happen. That's a not-self moment. We don't make that one happen. It just arises. And then we can be curious in that moment. What's here? How's the mind complicating this moment? And over time, slowly over time, the mind does become more and more simple.